Welcome to the Coffee with Kojo podcast, produced by the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Dr. Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. In this episode, our student host, Sam Shower, talks with Brianna Doran, a graduate assistant in the school and a local entrepreneur. So I came up here from uh, Rapid City, so from West River to East River. Came to SDSU in 2014, right after I graduated high school, to actually get my bachelor's in apparel merchandising. So I wanted to go into fashion, wanted to work in a big city, you know, do all that fun stuff, and um, added a couple minors in leadership and marketing, as well as event and facilities administration. So really just figuring out what I wanted to do, and um, actually ended up loving the work of nonprofit and kind of advocating for others. And so started working at United Way right after graduation in 2018. Um, started working as the executive assistant. And then I worked my way up to be the director of communications and impact, which I currently hold right now, and um, decided that I wanted to continue my education and get that formal education in communications because I was kind of varied in my undergrad and I was like, well, what do I want to do now? And since I wanted to continue in the nonprofit world, I, I wanted to grow in communications. And that's when I started at SDSU, which I'm a full-time grad student now. Good. Man, Rapid City, that's a really far, was, it, was that like six hours from here? It is, it is a drive. You know, freshman year, I probably went there, I'm going to say at least once a month still. I was definitely one of those students who like went home all the time. Sophomore year, not so much. Junior and senior, just kind of lessened it even more. And now I have to purposely put it on my calendar to go back home. And it's so sad because like all my family is still back home. Like I have my parents and then my sister and her family and my niece. So like I have incentives to go back home, but oh man, that six hour drive. Sometimes I just really don't want to do it. Man, that's brutal, I guarantee <laughs> yeah. you. So then were you thinking about SDSU the whole time in high school, or was there a little part that's like, man, Black Hills looks so good just being like half an hour away? <laughs> no, I definitely wanted to um, explore new horizons outside of Rapid. But SDSU is kind of just like a jewel that I stumbled upon, and I think that happens a lot in Brookings. Um, since I wanted to go into fashion, I was looking at like art institutes like in Denver or New York again, big city that I just launched into it right with college. Um, and quickly found the, the cost of college outside <laughs> of the state and the cost of living in a big city and uh, replanned my life decisions. And I was like, no, can't, can't do that. So what's closer to home? And um, I knew SDSU was great. I had a lot of friends from high school that were coming here and didn't know they had an apparel merchandising program. So came up here for a senior visit day and I actually hadn't applied to any schools yet, and so the, the clock was ticking. Talked with the professors here, and they talked about the program. They talked about um, the classes that I would take, and I really liked that it was two professors for the entire program. It's a very small program still, and so you get a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention, and you get to figure out what you want to do, and um, it allowed me to be involved in other clubs on campus and kind of explore my interests. So I applied that day and I got accepted that day and I was like, well, okay, here we go. Let's go to SDSU. And um, yeah, ended up coming that next fall. Still didn't apply to any other colleges. I just kind of put all my eggs in the SDSU basket and it has worked out, thankfully. 
That's great to hear. So do they have like apparel clubs in uh, South Dakota State or is there like different clubs you had to join? Yes, so there is one club um, that's associated with the major. And so that's where you can take field trips to meet like the different professionals in your field. Um, it's where you can just kind of explore the different jobs that you can have. And um, like part of the one of the classes that we took was actually creating a window display, um, but with that club we could kind of figure out more about what goes into creating a window display, visit, you know, professional window displays, and so that's where you get that, that complementary education um, and networking with your program members. Um, but I joined a lot of other clubs. I, I have always been one to fill up my schedule um, intentionally. You know, I don't want to stay busy to stay busy, but I just, I want to meet a ton of people and I want to learn a bunch of different things. So I was on the Hobo Day Committee, um, worked my way up to assistant poopa for events for that. And I was on the events committee otherwise. I was the vice president of the University Program Council. Um, I was a senator for my college with Students Association. Ooh, what else? I was... I was on a couple other different organizations, um, kind of, I was on the step team for a little bit. I was a community assistant. You know, I, I forget it's been a few years now, but I probably had like 10 clubs that I was part of, honestly, because that's just what you could do at SDSU. You can, you can join all these clubs and they'll work with you and you can just have fun and figure out who you want to be. So, yeah, so then you joining all those clubs, would you say that helped you propel to like your first job? I would say definitely because um, even though I didn't realize it at the time, I was evolving as a professional, um, you know, being a senator and having a leadership position above students um, and kind of having those responsibilities that come with it. I had to become a good public speaker. I had to become a good manager of my time and of my skills and figure out what I needed to improve. Um, I had to learn all of those soft skills that you need in a job, but actually the story of how I started working at United Way, it was through SDSU and it was in one of my nonprofit classes because I was trying to complete a minor, ended up running out of time to add my fourth minor, but still took wonderful classes. And um, I met Heidi Gullickson, who is my boss right now. She's the executive director at United Way. And we were doing a round table and I was just talking to her and kind of the same thing, was applying to jobs for after graduation, didn't really hear anything back, couldn't afford to take the jobs in the big city. So back to where I was, you know, four years previously. And she talked about an opening at United Way. And she was like, if you're in town, you know, definitely apply. I think you'd be great. And um, so then I, I took all those soft skills I had from the organizations and I brought it to my interview and kind of nailed it. Actually interviewed with the dean of my college, Jill Thorngren. So that was cool to have that connection. And SDSU just is everywhere. Like yeah. You can never get away from it in the best way. And um, so then I, I, yeah, talked to her about it, fell in love with United Way and the work that we could do and got my job through SDSU. And all my references ended up being past professors and past advisors. So they all helped me get to that point. Okay, I see it. It's great to hear. I, I agree with you completely. You know, SDSU, uh, everywhere I go now, even even when I go back home for Christmas break, I always see like, mm -hmm. oh, look, SDSU sweater. Look at that. Go, oh, go yeah. Jacks. You know, just <laughs> yep. Stuff like that. It's always good to see. So then um, I want to make sure I get this right. So mm -hmm. then, did you start your business or did you get your, mas your, your master's first and then business? Or? 
Um, so I started, I launched my business. I have a personal styling business called Easy Breezy Styling. And we were kind of talking about before this, it's in its infancy stages. You know, I've kind of been working out the kinks for, it hasn't even been a year. Um, so just figuring out, you know, the services I want to provide. But I launched that in April of 2021. And um, I started my graduate, my master's program in September of last year of 2021. So kind of started those in tandem with each other. And that's, I'm really hoping to grow my skills again as a professional and as a personal in communications and learn the best practices of um, how to communicate to different audiences, how to engage them in my communications degree and apply that to my business and my marketing and, and reaching out and engaging my demographic. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, you're uh, you're going to be a master's student, you got a full-time job and you're trying to start your own business. Like, how do you yeah. balance that all out in your life? <laughs> you know, um, it is definitely trial and error. I get asked this a lot and I never really have a good answer. I should come up with some talking points because you just kind of figure it out. I, you know, I always tell the story of when I was 16 and that's when you could take on your first job, even though I pretty much started working when I was 14. I started two jobs, two part-time jobs, was a full-time student, and I have never worked less than two jobs. You know, I, I work full-time at United Way and I'm a graduate student. I'm also a graduate assistant. And I think it's just um, how I work. I'm used to that level of responsibility and holding all those positions and so I've just kind of figured out my time management and um, I will also say a tip is that when you want to take on all these responsibilities you see obviously you know what uh, level of responsibility you have to commit to but I'm a big remote worker and I'm a big night owl and so like my working is basically from 9 p.m. to about 4 a.m. I do the best working <laughs> That schedule obviously does not work for everyone, and it's very unsustainable with also a nine-to-five job. Um, but that's just how I've, I've worked, and obviously I have days where I crash and I sleep for 17 hours a day to catch up. And, you know, we'll figure out a very healthy balance. This is just who I am now, and, and this is what I enjoy, and I have the energy and the time and the youth, I guess I should say, to kind of balance it that way. But I think it's just different for anyone. Wow. I, yeah, I, res I respect that. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And it's, it's tough, you know, to, I, I, I will not have that, like, photoshopped view of who I am out there, you know, like, I, I definitely am human, and I mess up a lot of times, and I try to just stick to my original expectations of how I want to complete a job, because I know that if I want to take on a new commitment or a new role, I have to be intentional about my time. I can't just overcommit myself, because people rely on me, so I can say now at 25 years old that I have done a lot of that trial and error of what I can commit to. That was not the case a few years ago. <laughs> so it definitely happens. You know, we mess up, so you just got to fix it and try to make sure it doesn't happen again. Okay. And all that I am responsible for in my position is, like I said, the social media content uh, creation, planning, and execution. So any of um, Kojo's social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, you can follow us at SDSU, uh, C-O-J-O, Kojo. And um, then I also manage the web pages that we have on sdstate.edu. So anything about the college, I just kind of update that content. Okay. But okay. no teaching yet. I, I would have loved to teach, did not have the time with a full-time job. I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go back to your business. So 
what was your thought process when you decided to start start your business uh, a couple like months ago, I guess? Yeah, definitely. This was something, you know, personal styling and shopping, I just did for friends. I went to college for it. I got my degree in it. I wanted to utilize it. And I've, I've definitely had those transferable skills, but I really liked working with clothing. That's just something that I've always enjoyed. And so I noticed in my job and in my professional contacts, a lot of uh, women would reach out to me who were friends or just colleagues and they were talking to a donor or they were having an event or whatever it may be and they were like what do I wear you know you dress really nicely I don't know what to wear or I wish I could find you know a, a perfect dress for this event and I would just volunteer to go shopping for them or to style them because it was just a fun hobby for me and I started doing it enough that people wanted to pay me for it which was also very exciting <laughs> not just in food but actual money and so then I realized that I needed to make it legitimate and legal to run this and take money and so that's kind of the formation kind of snowballed into running a business and now that it is an official entity. Um, that's why I'm taking time to figure out I'm launched, but what do I actually want to do in the community with this job? Where do I hope it goes? And um, just kind of figure out all those kinks of the services and the cost and all of that. But it just really came from a hobby of loving to style people. And, you know, I I don't know about you. I won't make an assumption. But in the, the people that I've helped, as soon as they put on the right outfit, like they just are so confident and so happy and excited and that's really the purpose of the business is that I want to empower people through clothing because I have seen the confidence that they get and when they just feel good and if I can have a little bit of a hand in helping that I I will I, I like that yeah so then you did so then you mentioned that you don't really have a plans for the future right now it's just kind of like too far too far ahead or well I mean I have I have plans. <laughs> I will. Let's talk about them. So the first plan is obviously was getting it out there. I have my services so I can do the one time styling. I can do um, I've been getting really into uh, capsule closets, which is like 13 different items that you can kind of mix and match. It's kind of like adult granimals is how I explain it. And then um, there can be the big one-time styling special events, like if for a wedding, if you want to have special robes for all of your bridesmaids or, um, you know, a photo shoot or something. And then it can be uh, like a massive wardrobe overhaul. So those are the services that I'm working on right now. So phase one was kind of just building up those services, having a concrete plan of how many clients I can take on, you know, all of those logistics and operations. Phase two is I would love to, after I complete a service with a client of finding an outfit, I would love to have a photo shoot front with a local photographer where they could have the outfits on and they could have like their hair and makeup done um, and have a, a fun session in a photography studio where they get to see how the clothes fit on them. They get photographic evidence of, you know, how to style it so you don't just forget, you don't just go off of a Pinterest page. <laughs> and um, then you just get to have really nice photos of yourself as well. And so that was phase two. And then phase three slash extension is something that I've tried starting now. You know, we'll see what the actual timeline looks like, but uh, it's having a, a podcast as well. <laughs> and it's specific to uh, female clients that I have worked with and who are leaders in the community. And it's basically 30 minutes 
giving them time to share a story that is not just entirely focused on the work that they do and what they're known for, but humanizing them a little bit. So it's it's called the Because of Her podcast, and that's just an extension of I want to empower people through clothing, but I also want them to have an actual voice in the community to hear them, and I want to give them time to tell their story of who they are and their passions and kind of have them recognize their hobbies in the way that I have too. And so I want to give them a platform for that voice. So I have those three phases. Timeline is up in the air. It's kind of just how much time I can commit to it personally and how the community is engaged with me. Okay, okay. And then this master's degree you're going for, this will help you with your business or in your life too? It will. Um, What I've also noticed is... The original reason why I wanted to get a master's is that, one, I didn't have formal education in communication and what I was working with now. You know, I had a a marketing minor. I had transferable skills from my undergrad, but I didn't have a formal degree that directly applied to my work. So I wanted to have that complement. And frankly, I also noticed that if I wanted to have a promotion either within my agency or in you know a different organization I needed a master's because um, that has basically become the next step instead of a bachelor's is I feel like bachelor's is almost entry level now and then a master's is the next step unfortunately it's kind of that education inflation mm-hmm. and so I wanted to make sure that I was prepared for that and I wanted a program that I trusted and an institution that I, I trusted and enjoyed so that's why I chose SDSU to complete that while I'm here in Brookings and could balance that. What are the classes like? So is it like, is it like, because like in an undergrad, you can take like 15, 16 credits. Is a master's like you take like uh, like eight or like 10 credits or like what's it? So full-time is nine credits and that's what I'm at. Um, I think it's six to nine credits. Don't quote me on that. You'll have to double check the directory, but I think that's what it is. And I, so I'm in my second semester kind of halfway through or partway through my second semester. So I'm just figuring out what the classes are. But I already completed three, and those were fantastic. And what we really dive into in the program is the research and kind of methodology and the theoretical framework around communications. And then we also have some fun classes that you can decide. So we have those core of figuring out the theories behind communications and like predicting human behavior, kind of the ones that are pulled from sociology and psychology and specific to communication with another person or an entity. And then the fun classes that we get to pick, it can range from um, international media that I'm in right now and organizational <laughs> uh, communication, health communication, you know, all those separate specializations that you can have in communication because it is so broad. Those are the electives that you can take around the core classes. So you can see what you want to do with it, which I also really enjoy that flexibility in this program. Yeah, wow. Well, I just want to, so you've obviously done a lot in your life. Um, you're starting a business, you got a full-time, you're a master's student. Like, it's crazy what you have. Uh, would you say that you have another big accomplish- accomplishment, or would you say, like, what you're doing right now is probably your biggest accomplishment? I... I don't know if I have like big accomplishments. I kind of try to find wins in the everyday. Um, I, I will say one public bit of comp- big accomplishment that I was very 
humbled by as I was awarded the Mayor's Generational Leadership Award last year. And so that was a very impressive accolade to be presented with, and I was honored by that. If you don't mind me asking, what is mm -hmm. that one? Or Oh, sure. So all of the uh, city organizations and the mayor's office of the city of Brookings have different awards that they present throughout the year. And so with the mayor's office, he, one of the awards that um, it pre or he presents, the oh, who holds it presents, is the Mayor's Generational Leadership Award. And that is for someone 35 and under, I think. Again, check that. 30 or under or 35 or under. And it is someone who has positively impact the city of Brookings. And so that can be through service and volunteering. It can be through um, engaging a different demographic. It can be through starting a business and, you know, investing economically. It can be a collection of those. There are a bunch of different categories that you can be nominated because of. And I was nominated by my boss, Heidi, who I talked about. And it was because of my service that I have done within Brookings. So I just finished out a term as chair of the city Disability Awareness Committee, and I have done a lot of other volunteering of being on the Crime Stoppers Board and um, being a mentor with BCYMP, as well as just a chamber ambassador. There's another list. It's kind of like the clubs of being an undergrad, and um, as well as starting my business and then just the work I do in United Way. So that's that's how I was nominated and how I won that award is that I was a young individual who had positively impacted Brookings by personally and professionally investing in the city and trying to keep it a, a really good place to live. Our next episode will be available on February 25th. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music. <laughs>